0: All right, everybody. Hey, what's up? Uh, it's, it's me, it's your girl, Helena St. Herr, and you're listening to the Unstability Podcast. I'm here with Heather Jackson, a.k.a. Heather scenes and Odie Spinelli, a.k.a. Not Your Boyfriend. And, what's up? Yeah, this is Unstability, so let's get to it. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's your girl, Helena. Um, I'm here with Odie and Heather. And today on Unstability, we are talking about the dreaded (laughs) climate anxiety. Ah! Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The one, the only, we hope. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like this has been uh a topic well, I wanna say I feel like, but it, it kind of has gotten to the point where it's yeah. even leaking into mainstream uh media now. Um I have been hearing different, you know, podcasts and stuff. And it's funny to see how it's gone from being like relatively niche, um, just like TED Talks and things like that in like 2020, 2021, to like I found um and I'll put this in the show notes for this episode, but uh, there was actually a um, story on, like, CBS, like, just last month about this, which is saying something (laughs) um, when, you know, mainstream media isn't even jumping on the typical denialism bandwagon. So, um, you know, um, but, yeah, I uh, was looking into a lot of different – papers and podcasts and other media um when i was doing research for this episode but i kind of wanted to talk about some of our personal experiences and like what this may look like for us in like daily life um i know me personally i you know i've always been like some degree of environmentalist um as best as i can be and i think i started um noticing a lot of things that were really <laughs> seeming kind of off um, during the pandemic. Um, so like I live in Baltimore and in Baltimore City, I read somewhere it's like during the pandemic, we had about 237 sanitation workers for the entire city of Baltimore. um, And during COVID, like the peak of COVID, about <laughs> half of them were out with the coronavirus. Um, and this is like prior to there being vaccines available so what happened was Mm -hmm. the trash pickup got like kind of cut here and the recycling got cut entirely and everyone was required to go do recycling in person themselves at these drop-off points on certain days of the week but the crazy part about that was I went like once or twice um at the time I was living with someone who was very difficult to get them to get involved with this and like, I don't have a car. So, you know, that was a whole thing, but I, um, recall like one time I went and I noticed that they were just taking the trash and, or taking the recycling and just throwing it in the trash, like, you know, not actually recycling things. And I know this went on for a while, um, recycling pickup, eventually resumed here but i did actually learn recently in my current neighborhood that and i don't know when this went into effect but we have like a crazy like ab type system now so like they'll pick up trash like one to two times a week every week but it's like only do recycling once every other week
1: mm-hmm.
0: now for some Yeah reason. we get trash <laughs> every
2: week and recycling every other week
0: Oh, really? Okay. So is this more of a kind I mean, of thing, it, I, it I guess, wasn't like cause... that
2: years ago. I remember when I first started yeah, living alone, right. it was both once a week. Like it was like that my whole life, but yeah. I don't know when it started being recycling every other week, but that's what it is
0: yeah okay i never heard of this either and i've been living here for years in like different neighborhoods and typically that's how it is it's like you yeah. know in North dakota when i lived there there it's was like no way.
1: recycling um, um most of my childhood and then when i lived there as an adult after this huge flood that happened in grand parks where i used to live they did start enforcing it more but i, I think it was like once every other week um, in Rhode like, Island, they pick up every week. Brooklyn or New York City—fucking nightmare. Not most people don't recycle the there.
0: <laughs> Is it? Yeah. See,
1: yeah.
2: Doesn't most recycling
1: end up in yes. landfill
2: anyway, though? Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah, the percentage, yeah. so was, but like, because people wish cycle, yeah. you know, you've heard of wish cycling, well, right? so.
0: It's a, yeah. it's a couple of things. Yeah. And there is a, a huge percentage of it that is, or, you know, a decent amount of it, let's say that is people just, you know, trying their best and not knowing what materials are taken. And, and it's really complicated. <laughs> I mean, it's more complicated than people think. Like it's not. Okay. They okay, will literally, so you like, can look
2: it up. I'm sorry. We live in 2023. You can look it up. No, I have can- a magnet on my refrigerator that shows you. Like, if you're an adult, like, I'm just going to sp- spell it out. I don't know if it's like this in all yeah. places, but you can't recycle pizza boxes with grease on them. Like, that's pretty simple. No, no absolutely You don't recycle not. at yeah, cartons. Yeah, yeah. That goes in compost or trash. If you have compost, that goes there. Like, it's just the basics. And then really shiny, glossy, coated plastics. Or uh, cardboards, yeah. I mean. The glossy, coated cardboards. Like, you can't recycle in certain ways. Right, anyway, right. but, like, just look it up. Like, don't just yeah. go, oh, I think you can do this. That's called wish cycling. You have the internet. Yeah. I'm not here to like shame people or whatever, because it mostly ends up in the trash anyway. And I'm not gonna say I don't have nihilistic days where I'm like, like eh, whatever. Like, we've yeah. all we've all thrown yeah. plastic in the garbage. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna let somebody pull up a video of me throwing plastic I in the garbage to. and have be like, you said yep. you never did that. No, I've done it. We've all thrown plastic in the garbage. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna throw this kombucha can in the trash just to make a point that I'm also trash. Also,
0: oh, be funny if. Oh my god!
1: Environmental change wasn't just individual um, choices. Okay,
2: that's that's the real thing. Yeah, yeah. I figured. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's- and
0: don't worry, we'll 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 get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> For sure, we will get to that.
2: <laughs> you wish cycling a pizza um, box. Yeah, That's no, the the was, turtles are dying. Okay.
0: You yeah, and you gotta you got you gotta head to me yeah. a little bit because I was just pulling up this article, um, which I will drop in the notes. But uh, this is from Forbes in 2021, talking about how uh, essentially China stopped taking a bunch of U.S. trash mm-hmm. or uh, U.S. recycling that it was taking prior um as part of like movements towards having more sustainable futures you know and it's funny because this is from 2021 but i remember reading about this in like 2015 2016 so this has been going on for years and what a lot of people don't know is like you know we we produce much more waste than we more than anyone else in the world country (laughs) yeah and and uh even our recycling you know is exported but it's like currently we're in this whole political back and forth of whatever the fuck cat and mouse shit we have going on with china so a lot of our you know <laughs> is
2: america's number one export uh, waste let's find out
0: that would not surprise me
2: <laughs> It's not like we make anything else worth shit <laughs> uh,
0: tiktoks <laughs> it's it's waste and tiktoks tied for first i mean
2: that tiktok's chinese though so i mean you got to you got to really the commies well, get credit well, American, again. We can't. Okay. We can't <laughs> claim that.
0: <laughs> um, God. So yeah, um, I don't know, but I've had this experience where essentially, I consider myself that someone, you know, at least conscious enough to like try to do these things, like to wash out food containers, to like make sure it's the proper. <clears throat> like type of whatever, like recyclable yeah. material before I throw it in the bin, yeah. like that kind of thing, right? But then it's like to live in a place where it's not accessible. And furthermore, to like gain access to what you believe to be the proper means of disposal, only to find it being literally compacted with the rest of the trash mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like what can you do? Right. And that's where I wanted to talk about um just kind of like as individuals there is a limit and the anxiety is completely well founded um for a number of reasons outside of you know i had some stuff listed but uh essentially it was like outside of just the impending doom aspect of like oh the world might end it's like yeah that is a very real possibility for humanity, mm-hmm. you know, if things continue unchecked. However, there's a lot of terrible things that happen on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that these are kind of some of the more insidious, like, plot points of um, climate anxiety that are maybe overlooked, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of people tend to look at it as, like, the larger issue of, like, well, we're going to destroy the planet. People are and fucking like, well, dying. Yeah, but also what's happening have in the dying meantime, for, like, you know? Like, decades <laughs> Exactly, yep.
2: and animals yep. are dying, and whole species are dying, and yep.
0: a yeah, a couple guys and are getting richer. Also, just yeah, and it, and it's like the mental toll that it's taking on us. Like I was looking, um, according to a Yale study, about ninety eight percent of Americans experience some form of fallout of either depression or anxiety or hopelessness like relating like 98% of people and I'm sure that's like people surveyed you know but still like that's like a huge number of us to agree on anything. well and I'm
2: sure they asked the questions in ways <laughs> like, that weren't like to get climate deniers to admit it right like do you worry about increased right. natural disasters in your yeah. locale and like I'd be interested to see those questions
0: yeah Um, I'm actually glad you brought up natural disasters too, because so, uh, I wanted to talk about sort of like the multifaceted nature of all of this. And like, we were talking about the impending doom feelings, but also, um, another aspect is like the fallout from natural disasters that are currently happening throughout the country, you know, and this can range from, Mm -hmm. um, PTSD from like going through a storm yeah. situation from losing family members or friends, community, you know, property, all of that to, um, to these different disasters. And these are things that I think when a lot of people talk about climate change and like the larger effects of it, like it's easy to see it um, affecting like people in like the global South. Right. And like the countries where we do the most, um material damage in terms of like resource harvesting and and uh waste and things like that. But you know, there are an increasing number of tangible ways that these things are affecting us like in our own communities in this country. And have been you our
1: know, whole lives. Like I'm like,
0: things has like been that. Going on. Um <laughs> whole existence. Yeah, I uh <clears throat> Yeah. And I mean, and it's in ways that are super like blatant, like it's like, yes, if there's a forest fire and your house gets destroyed, that's affecting you or affecting someone, you know, right. But then there's ways like, um, like in the US, there's like a number of these things called super fun sites. Yeah. Um, you can actually look them up. There's a list on Wikipedia. Yeah. And I learned that I grew up. Oh, near yeah. <laughs> like within 10 minutes and it's like so many people I, do and like i have didn't no idea, know what a super you know? fun
2: waste site was until i was 19 and i worked for a local environmental organization going door to door as a field canvasser and like raising money to like address super fun waste sites and stuff like yeah. that and i was like holy crap what mm-hmm. like <laughs>
0: yeah like literally like oh there's like cancer depositories yeah. within 10 minute drives of like yeah. you know and what's the solution Nonprofits
2: yep. send That's teenagers door-to-door to door and beg for money <laughs> to fix
1: it
0: like
1: <laughs> and pay you like cool. five dollars
0: an hour <laughs> <So ridiculous.
1: laughs> oh
2: oh but you yeah. have to make your quota for fundraising because <laughs> yeah. if you don't you get fired yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Um, I think that, oh my God, (laughs) I think some other ways to look at like the impact of some of this stuff too, is, you know, uh, for a lot of people, I feel like things don't really matter until it becomes like a monetary thing or like a fiscal thing. Right. But it's like, ultimately, if things continue in this way, like we're all going to be paying for it in one way or another. Like whether it's physically, financially, actually in all the ways, <laughs> because inevitably this impacts all of us. Um, I was reading um, in one of the articles I've cited about, like just with the changing in like air conditions, um, how it's like has like a physical impact on the health of children and like development of children. Um, particularly with the development of like attention disorders and like behavioral disorders and things like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's just (laughs) bonkers to me that there can be all of these overwhelmingly negative, like collective things that like, are byproducts of, you know, what we have going on. um, But like, so little is done about it, yeah. um, other than like major like greenwashing yeah. campaigns and like things like that. Like- well, like,
2: or mutual aid <laughs> where we continue to tread water to take care of each other, right? Like, it's only been in right. the past handful of years that I've noticed in my city, at least, like, where there are so many forest fires and stuff like that in Canada that our air quality down here has been so bad where you're not supposed to go outside, right? Like where you can't see and you can't breathe and your throat itches and burns the moment you go outside. And I'm hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles away from where the fires are happening. But then you have to think about this, that compounds with other issues. We have a large population of people who live outside here. Right. So You know, not only are those folks having to face increased cold temperatures in the winter and increased hot temperatures in the summer, you know, we just had record breaking April heat here yesterday, and it had a blizzard last week. So like, but then imagine living outside, how are you not supposed to be outside in a poor air quality, when you're not supposed to go outside and breathe the air, but you don't have an inside to live. And so then mutual aid, (laughs) you know, it's like, okay, well, community, what can we do, we can get people you know no. filtered like 3M masks right like the kind you use at protests like the real ones right and it's like imagine you live in a tent and you have to yeah. wear a, a mask mm, to, to breathe because of the air quality
0: yeah like all the time because of the air
2: quality and because rent is so expensive and there's so many vacant apartments because some asshole wants to get richer it's all so connected <laughs> and it's the same assholes that want to get richer that own the company's That are causing
0: the science to recycle and shit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I, you know, I did, again, want to touch on this stuff because it is a lot of um, messaging out there that puts it onto the fault of the consumers, right? But ultimately, what we need is, yeah, like, as if we have an option of, like, in a lot of places, like, you're not allowed to rent apartments without having utilities on, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Like it's ridiculous. And also how could you survive that way in my, like, I don't know anyway, but yeah, moving on. (laughs) My point is there's a lot of the onus is like put onto like the consumer when in reality it comes down to these companies, like these giant corporations that are like doing, you know, the most destructive Mm -hmm. work, like to the environment. Um, And so to that end, you know, I have, I had this kind of outline and, and I wanted to get into like ways to cope. And, uh, one of the ways that I did have to cope was like to get involved, right. Um, in like trying to get things changed. And I know that for a lot of people, this can be like overwhelming because it's like, where do you start? But, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and chances are whatever device you're on has the Internet and you're able to look into local orgs and like initiatives um, and things like that. And I definitely want to, like, you know, have some good ones to share with you guys, um, like because I personally like I find myself most capable of feeling like, um, I can like do things to like change things and like pull myself out of a bad mental space when I focus on what's close to me and like what's local, you know, um, there's stuff happening everywhere in the world all the time. (laughs) And, on you know, as of yet, I have not found a way to doom scroll my way into feeling better, um, (laughs) at all. (laughs) So, um, I actually have that on my list too of things you can do to cope, which is take a breather, (laughs) but, you know, give yourself a break as needed. Um, But also get involved because like things are darker than they've ever been. I mean, like, honestly, I've been learning about climate change and recycling since I was probably like five or six years old and I'm like about to turn 35. Like, it's only gotten so much worse and it's getting more dire. And I don't want to tread lightly on this subject because it is imperative. That there are also involved, like
1: mental health therapists um, that are sort of thing. like specialize in climate anxiety. Um, so if you're feeling like it's super fucking overwhelming and you can't even get to like regular coping skills that you do have, you can always like Zencare.co is a website that will you can... Like filter out therapists who specialize in it. Um. So it's interesting that that's becoming like more of a specialty. Which, nice. <laughs> <it's> fucked.
0: <laughs> I was, I was curious about that because I was a lot of what I was looking into, um, a lot of the studies and stuff were just saying how it's yet to be listed as sort of like an official diagnosis, you know, um, which I kind of like in a way that it's not like a, because i'm like yes this is a because i feel like when you apply a diagnosis to something then like it sort of implies that it's like a symptom without a root cause sort of it's about right? the person like, not like, about oh, the world anxious. exactly but it's like this is a very real tangible thing that yeah. like we all like that more people need to be worried about if anything you know Like, the fact that, like, and it's interesting, I did, and this is, like, a little, like, I don't know, anecdotal, whatever, but, like, I remember last year, um, just, like, on the days where it would be, like, unseasonably warm in the spring and then, like, the fall and, like, even the winter, you know, walking outside and just seeing, like, everyone be like so Mm -hmm. uncomfortable (laughs) like with how the weather was you know and I talked to so many friends about it and just like people on the street and stuff and it's just like I was thinking about that as I was like going through all this research and like a lot of the like articles I was reading where they were interviewing people and like you know participants and like whatever a lot of people were saying the same thing of just like having a general sense of just discomfort from just like experiencing you know, even the mildest effects of this. Um, and it's interesting to say the least that we can all be so aware of this and like still like see so little done. But like also it's just, I don't know, like this is a very real shared experience among all of us. And I think it will take, you know, unfortunately it will take all of us to persuade the few of us that have the power to stop it to stop it.
2: Same. Um. <laughs> i am i'm hopeless about it i i've got i'm i'm completely <laughs> apathetically hopeless i'm not gonna lie i'm really? yeah like on a local <laughs> level i'm not things i can get involved with like locally you know there is this site called the roof depot and it is set to be destroyed and turned into whatever it would scatter an already environmentally like polluted uh neighborhood with arsenic um and we're like no you have to leave it intact community garden right and it's obviously the part of the city that has the highest indigenous population and yep so it's but but it's local activists are like no you know what i mean and people have been defending the depot and like stopping it and putting Mm -hmm. a halt on the construction and like that stuff i see hope in what i don't see hope in is ever convincing the world's billionaires that they have any interest in stopping what they're doing they don't care if they kill the world they just want to get richer on yeah. their last like 30 years here however long they have what i do think is cool yeah. is you look at um how now other countries mm-hmm. are banning private jets yes. did you see that yes. is it amsterdam I did A- amsterdam was yeah. like oh, yeah. uh hey awesome. private jets can't land here And so all of the rich Americans who typically go there to land their planes to travel around that area and stuff can't do that anymore. They're like the output of pollution per person traveling (laughs) on a private jet is already like what, three times higher than that on a commercial plane. Plus it only has one or two people on it. They're like, no, we're done. I want to see other parts of the world that are like less controlled by our like crazy billionaire capitalists. Like I know the whole world, global capitalism, right? But like- we, we need more yeah, of that. Yeah. We need more places saying yeah. literally America, stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually, I'm personally really curious to see how like this whole thing with um like BRICS play, plays out in terms of like impact on like oil economies and things like that, you know, um, because I know the U.S. is really salty about it. Ultimately, it's still a bunch of fucking oil countries and like, you know, it can't be trusted. But at the same time, like, I'm almost a little more hopeful of, you know, other countries having a more of a say in it just because we've had such a say in it for so long and done nothing and just let things be unhinged. Like, I feel like if anything, at least some of the other countries involved would probably be more inclined to, like, have more of a fuck to give about the environment. Like, maybe that's me being ho- hopeful. I was listening to actually, and I have this in the notes. It's a, uh, um, Episode <laughs> it was like a TED podcast or something, but um it was with let's see with Louisa Neubauer and um she describes herself as not an optimist or a pessimist, but as a possibilist. um when it comes to environmentalism, and essentially it's just yeah, it's like look, we have the capacity to fix things, and it's possible that we will, but it's also possible we won't. So it's like you know, it really depends on a lot of action um and you know obviously like it's probably not a podcast that needs any plugging but definitely uh check it out if you guys are listening um it's the podcast is called how to be a better human and the episode is how to be a cultural active or a climate activist sorry um very very good stuff and she actually talks a lot about her experience with dealing with um climate anxiety and working through that to get to a point of like working with, you know, national and even global climate activism. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And I don't know. Same. I thought that kind of inspiring. Same. <laughs> I
2: wish I could, like I, like, I know it's possible, I'm, but I just yeah. I, mean, I know how the power balance tips and I know who has yeah, yeah, I know yeah. who has all the space, I, and I don't believe in politicians ever yeah. at all. Like even that little Greta Thunberg yeah. girl is like, This doesn't matter. Yeah, you guys getting... invite me here for no reason and nothing yeah. will ever change. I'm like, yeah. even that little kid gets. Yeah.
0: And, and she and you know, and I don't know if you saw, but like, I think the last time she was out, like she actually got like arrested and like kind of fucked up and stuff because she's gone out of the yep. mainstream because she's like started getting more radicalized and stuff, um, which I think is really interesting. Like all the news outlets used to like flock to her and now they're just like, oh, no, she's, learned that, that it do- she's like, learned
2: that them putting her in rooms and stuff. She got so frustrated. They're not listening. Yeah. She's learning that that is set up to work the way it does to yeah. not work.
1: Right, and I used to so really, um, <laughs> be um, yeah. be into like environmentalism. Yeah. I got pretty into like eco-terrorism, which I wasn't doing anything, but I liked learning about it. And
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> for
1: legal reasons, Heather wasn't doing anything. Um, but there, yeah, yeah never. none of us I have ever everything. done a thing. I've never done a thing. <laughs> but there used to be a magazine called Clamour, C L A M O U R, and it was like the like anarchist eco-terrorist zine of like the early 2000s and they had lots of cool shit in there um so I got into that and then at some point I was like oh nothing I'm like so like I I'm yeah I'm pretty (laughs) like nothing's gonna work
2: (laughs) yeah
1: right (laughs) it doesn't
2: mean we stop resisting but (laughs) <laughs> not in the way i hate even using the word resist anymore because right. it right. literally doesn't mean anything anymore because the, the lives everything
1: the libs
0: everything gets it. commodified yeah look at this point <laughs> Abolish means at this point nothing. I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> at this point i just want completely unbranded action <laughs> just just like don't say it just fucking just go just do it like thing, but
1: yeah <laughs> Now everyone's like STP, <laughs> and it means nothing.
2: I honestly, yeah. I cringe every time I even say like mutual aid or community care. Not because there's yes. anything wrong with those things; those are things that we're all doing and we should be doing. Um, <laughs> but those terms have been co-opted to mean nothing. Yes. Mutual aid now means sharing a GoFundMe. That's not what that is. Yeah, like sure, that can be part of it, but like corporations yeah. start
1: using those words too.
2: abolishing Mm. the police in late 2020 changed meaning to give them more money for sensitivity and like hire
1: more like cops (laughs) oh my
0: god it's like well it's more about abolishing the idea of the police yeah Yeah. (laughs) god damn it
2: um (laughs) make more social workers cops (laughs) more family police
1: instead like like, how did we get on that? like the highest like i don't know how do we not population of cops and like at pride every year everyone's like oh my god oh my god i'm like no 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 let just dude
2: every i swear every city has its own battle of this i know mine does pride is half of the queer people the actually queer people saying no cops at pride and then the little bootlicker gays being like no king cat pride (laughs) but we love pigs you know it's
1: just like like, no
0: Here it's literally like uh, the anti-cop crowd it. and then the turfs, right. like that's oh. the split here.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's exclusively
0: turfs, and they always have a police escort. It's crazy.
1: Uh,
0: like, yeah, I hate it. At least we have a so trans pride
1: march here.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have like a whole trans pride here and everything, but it's just this one little fucking
2: <sighs> cluster
0: of turfs that has yeah. like a lot of cop connections. Like, of course
2: they do, though. No, it's- they're trying to
0: police exactly. gender, exactly. Like of course, exactly. <laughs> Ew. Gatekeep and girl boss, it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Back <on> topic. I. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> probably have to clip a lot of this, but yeah.
2: um, <laughs> yeah. More people can just think we're funny.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's chill. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um so ultimately I guess what's the consensus? Just fuck it. We're doomed. <laughs>
2: Throw away some plastic. Reusable
1: straws. <laughs> no, I
0: I think <laughs> reusable straws. Yeah. I I think that no, I think um one thing I do want to leave people with and I think a good way to kind of help yourself, uh, assuage some of the anxiety. Um, and well, okay. I'll say what's worked for me. So I have like a tremendous about a tremendous amount of just regular anxiety, but you know, a chunk of that is definitely from, you know, climate change. And I think what's helped me, um, actually has been educating myself on certain things a lot more and it's not just on the problems right like i've been um trying to delve in a lot into what different kinds of solutions are being come up with by people and i found some really interesting stuff um i found out about there's actually these like really cool, like artificial trees that are being made that essentially are like, um, carbon harvesting sites. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that since trees, like regular trees are kind of like a really ancient technology is the way they describe it. It's like, they can only filter and process so much like CO2. Um, so they're actually developing like these sort of like, man-made co2 like whatever like harvest like rendering trees and stuff to just like help clean up the atmosphere and you know yeah and i think there's like stuff like that and like i don't know just like other advancements and like you know things that maybe are a couple years out or like five years out or like being researched or whatever but i think that when i learn about stuff like this it's kind of what terms me from a pessimist to more of a possibilist, you know, because it's like, I think that yeah, through like the avenues of protest and through legislature and through all this stuff, it's like, it's going to be slow. It's probably moot. Like, it's probably just a dead end, truthfully, just if you look at the way that things tend to go historically in our society. Right. However, I think that you know, there might be some hope in tech. Um, I think that, you know, to I've been trying to educate myself more on some of the financial things behind this, like the economic things behind it, because like, I remember like at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, when everyone was rushing to buy stocks and stuff, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and bitcoins, <laughs> like I looked into a lot of electrical electric companies that were like, kind of spiking and things like that, because they were developing um, things for, you know, like EV engines and and things of that nature. So I don't know, I mean, I don't like to be too optimistic, because that requires putting a lot of faith in a lot of institutions that have historically let us down time and time and time again, and a lot of people that have no interest in serving the greater good, but like just are profit seeking. However, I think there are ways in which you can educate yourself on things that are being done and also just on things that you can do as an individual that might not like impact um, the greater environment, but might like help you live a more sustainable life as a person and like, you know, um, lower your carbon footprint if that matters to you, or just like find, I don't know, something new to be passionate about. I can't wait to get into gardening, personally. I know, if we, I I we had
2: yards, right?
0: <laughs> I know, right? Well, uh, darn, <laughs> man, poor... <laughs> I heard someone say, and I'll leave y'all with this, I heard someone say that technically, if you kill someone, then you're carbon neutral for the rest of your life. Oh. So... Is
1: that, a hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. that like is very
2: true though you know yeah. like because you're getting rid of their carbon footprint
0: no it's you know
2: but we don't recommend that um
0: that's just what i heard
2: I mean, for me, like, and I do say, like, I'm pessimistic about it, and I don't have hope or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But okay, for me, that's one of the ways I manage my anxiety. So for me, Hmm. when something gives me anxiety and like stresses me out, which environmental stuff does, okay, I'm trying to move from where I live. But one of the things that's kept me here is, like, we're one of the only places that has good access to clean water and good water protections. And, like, other places are in water wars and, like, da-da-da-da-da, and where can I live and be trans? And anyway, right? So it's, like, stuff does stress me out. But I get to a point with it where it's, like, I can either let it actively stress me out or i can do my favorite classic recovery uh activity where i let go let god motherfuckers and i say acceptance <laughs> is the answer to all of my problems today
1: and all yeah there. i get i yeah. i guess i thought of I can dig acceptance. it i mean, I mean it- i'm probably in a space of not totally thinking about it because then I could spiral and obsess and then I have a kid and then I'm like oh great now my kid's gonna fucking grow up in this flaming fucking trash bin and that's cool <laughs> um so if there's yeah I don't know I guess radical acceptance opposite action like don't spiral um bike riding really helps Oh <laughs> <I'll>
2: agree <laughs> And if they started making those carbon trees or whatever you were talking about out of like the <laughs> wastelands of fast fashion or something,
1: like, maybe then I'd yeah. have a little more hope. Like, yeah, oh, and I remember it. a while ago. First, I was, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing that I get <laughs> stuck on is like reading about a cool thing that might help the environment, but then it's never implemented, and I'm like, wait, whatever happened to that fungi that was eating trash that I read about like ten years ago? Like, like why?
0: right like oh the yeah there wasn't yeah. money in
1: it <laughs> right
0: because the billionaires
2: old own industries it's the same reason they're trying to pull us back into the office right they're like zoomers are killing yeah. downtown right. because they want to work remotely because <laughs> we rent buildings yep. and we don't want to lose out on our buildings and it's just like yep. let go of your old shit you rich fuck <laughs> let go of the oil yeah, industry exactly let go and let god, exactly. <laughs> go god. You're yep. is up your time is off let go of the oil industry let go of your private fucking jets yes. and let go of downtown because no one fucking wants them we have to build skyways yeah. here because it's so cold so Ooh. the downtown people are protected from outdoors oh. and can go from their office to a little lunch if, if you have to do that yes. don't work there to burn it down i did not say that
0: <laughs> just don't go
2: there <laughs> because it would let off a lot of bad emissions if it was to burn down It'd be bad for the yeah. ozone yeah <laughs> That's I, all I
0: got. yeah thanks for sharing Heather do you have any um, last thoughts you'd uh, like to
1: um <laughs> I I don't know I just I I mostly feel a lot of sadness for the world and animals and the planet because I used to be so obsessed with it when I was a kid and like how beautiful it is and it's all becoming destroyed and that's really fucking sad yeah I also do watch
0: like little like
2: tiktoks or instagram reels of like iceland and stuff like that there's some pretty places out there that are still beautiful and like not super developed where it's just like you mm-hmm. can just see that and be like okay there's like still a waterfall and like that's green and cool some stuff is like yeah same, and i don't i don't want to talk about all the animals like they're dying so nobody tell me that <laughs> i just want to pretend
1: <laughs> yeah i just want to pretend like iceland is
0: okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think that, you know, um, what I will say is, as fucked as we are, and as maybe tempting as it can be to feel doomed, I think that, generally speaking, just living things as a whole have a tendency to be regenerative if they're given a chance to be, you know, like, we heal animals, bodies, everything heals, and ultimately... Whether we, you know, fuck things to shit or not, the earth will heal with yeah. or without us. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're the only ones that lose. And if we um, can't stop us from killing
2: pull. all of us, then.
0: We don't deserve I mean, to be here. <laughs> like, God. Deserved sounds bad, but it's like. I just mean that it's like you guys.
2: I, it's literally like three guys doing
0: all this yeah well look (laughs) we gotta take it back to high school rules if it's only three of them we just get five of us (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
0: straight up
2: someone's (laughs) getting jumped after school
0: yeah flagpole
1: motherfucker
0: (laughs) 3.30 bitch (laughs) oh my god be there or be Zos. All right. Anyway, I, <laughs> this has been real. Thank you both so much for indulging me on this. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll have lots of notes um, for you in our, in our stuff. Um, and, you know, be hopeful, but not too hopeful. And don't throw away any plastic. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs>